just to give you a bit of a uh, forewarning, you can come on up, of how this is going to go for the next couple of weeks. We're going to talk through relationships, and Kim is going to preach the word tonight, and then we'll go through some discussion time, and I'll host a few of our questions. And the next week, we're going to flop, and uh, we're going to have a, a fun time doing it. So let's give it up for Kimmy Quiggs. <laughs> while. Oh my goodness. It's been a while to be up here with you. And so this is wonderful. Thank you. And, um, and I want to thank you for those who have um, uh, sent um, questions ahead of time that are curious about relationships. I want to thank you so much for that. Um, yeah. How will we do relationships well as godly people who love the Lord and are called to love others? That's the great question. Um, which we are just going to scratch a teensy bit of that surface tonight, because uh, that, I think, is the rest of our lives, figuring that one out. So, Scripture teaches us that we are created for intimacy. We're created for intimacy with God. We're created with in, for intimacy with one another. And I want to thank you, um, team, for the song choices tonight, which just highlighted how good our God is, how much he loves us, and how much we love him. Okay, let's get it out of the way. I'm teary. It's going to happen. Don't worry about it. I'm going to move on, and I invite you to move on too, okay? Okay, so turn to Ephesians chapter 5. I'm going to talk for brief, briefly, and we're going to fly through most of Ephesians, well, half of Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5.1 says this, Be imitators of God, therefore as dearly loved children, live a life of love. Just as Christ loved us and gave himself for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. We are created for intimacy. We are created to live a life of love. And this life of love is lived through family relationships. This life is lived out in friendships. This life of love is lived out in mentoring relationships. This life is, of love is lived out in acquaintances, whether you're single, whether you're married. This is all of our callings to live a life of love. This is our calling. This is our invitation. So, Paul calls us to live this life of love. And so we take time, two weeks, pff, that's not enough, but we're going to take two weeks to address what it is to live a life of love in relationships. And, uh, and, and we'll look at the layers of that. Now, I want to highlight that a biblical understanding of intimacy is necessary. All capital letters, necessary. When our world would describe intimacy and describe love as something that has to do with sex only or sex-related closeness or self-seeking intimacy or self-pleasure, when our world describes love and intimacy from that lens, a biblical lens is highly necessary. If we are trying to be followers of Jesus using a worldly perspective on intimacy, we will not get it. So we need a biblical understanding of intimacy. And Ephesians chapter 5 verse 1 gives us a really great handle on what intimacy really means. It's love and it's sacrifice. As we think about what we do in our relationships, as we look at intimacy, we have to look at the example of God. We have to look at the example of Jesus that Paul highlights that it is sacrifice and submission. And that, my friends, is the theme throughout Ephesians 5. Sacrifice and submission. And we're going to ring that bell as many times as we possibly can over the next couple of weeks. So over the next couple of weeks, Gav and I, we are going to talk a little bit about relationships. I'm going to talk a little bit about singleness because I'm single. That's what I know. Um, Gavin is going to talk about marriage a little bit. He's married. That's what he knows. But here's the thing. We know a little bit about both of those things. So I'm going to share a little bit. I'm going to throw my two cents worth of stuff about marriage. I got some thoughts. Gavin's going to throw in some thoughts. 
But we, we promise you, this is our commitment to you, that those thoughts are considered and based in the biblical understanding of intimacy. And we are going to work together on how we can live a life of love, live a life worthy of our calling of love in a way, in our relationships, whether we're single, whether we're married, whether in whatever other types of friendships and relationships those may be, how we do that out of the overflow of our relationship with God being filled by the Holy Spirit. Okay, so let me just say this. We have had our spiritual emphasis week, and then we talked about missions, and we said we are, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, and we talked a little bit about tongues in that and a little bit extra. So it's, and we realized, oh, it's not just about tongues. Oh, being filled with the Holy Spirit, it's about missions. Yes, being filled with the Holy Spirit is about relationships. It doesn't stop there. Being filled with the Holy Spirit empowers our everyday lives. So that's where our, our, our perspective is going to come from. So we're going to answer some of the questions that you have. We may not get to all of them. I apologize. We're going to try our very, very best. So as we do so, Gavin and I are both going to share on things, like I said, uh, singleness, marriage, relationship, friendship. We're going to share a little bit, partly because um, three things. We're both going to share because we both have different perspectives on things. So that's valuable in the body of Christ, to hear different people. Second, as I mentioned, our relationship statuses do not relegate us to have, a, have some thoughts and some wisdom to those particular statuses, okay? Thirdly, this is most important. Questions of singleness and questions of marriage or questions about sexuality or questions about friendship are not really questions about singleness or marriage or sexuality. Those things are fairly surface. Some of your questions are surface level questions and we're not gonna answer them with surface level answers. These are deeper issues. This is life issues. This is how we love the Lord from a place of sacrifice issues. And we're gonna try to go there because if we can go there, then we will have incredible success in our relationships, whether that's friendships, mentoring, relationships, single, married, whatever. So that's what we're going to do, okay? Cool, cool, cool. Okay, I got a couple other things. Um, so let's talk about being single. <laughs> okay, so... The New Testament talks about, like from Jesus' perspective, from Paul's perspective, it affirms those who have chosen to, um, to live their lives as celibate. Ooh, yeah. Okay, that word's going to get thrown around. Okay, so scripture acknowledges that singleness may or may not be chosen. It may not be your choice right now that you're single. It may be your choice that you're single. You're like, Kim, I want to get a date so bad. Um, let's be real. Okay, however, Scripture celebrates and affirms uh, celibacy, whether that's short-term, like between now and when you do get married, or your whole life. Let me break this down a little bit. As people who are not married, we are called to decide to live our lives celibate, honoring God as an expression of our devotion to him. If you are dating, if you are not dating, if you are engaged, so all of the people who have yet to say the covenant language, I do, are single. Okay? When we are not single, when we are married, we have made a covenant vow before the Lord with another person. Then we're married. Now, our world wants to complicate things and create other options for us. We have things like friends with benefits. It's complicated. Uh, committed dating partners. That sounds great. 
But let's be honest, that's all being single. And often what we find is if we live in this place of where our world is, of these fancy places, what happens is we are often overextending emotionally than what the relationship actually requires, or we have overextended ourselves sexually than what the relationship requires. And that is a bit of a problem, right? We, we experience, we feel the tension within us. We feel it. And, uh, and we are not able to honor that uh, dedication and that devotion to celibacy. Now, as followers of Jesus who are not in a married relationship, we are called to choose to honor God by devoting to celibacy, where we honor God, where we honor ourselves, where we honor others through the boundaries of singleness and the boundaries of those friendships through those mentoring relationships. We honor God, ourselves, and others by acknowledging this is the biblical boundaries. I'm going to live in there and have a wonderful life have a full life. So since the majority of us in this room are single, um, I am going to talk about single. But if you are not single, if you're married, or if you like are struggling with the concept that I just called you single and you're in a dating relationship and you're dating partners, um, uh, I want you, I want us to uh, acknowledge that I'm going to talk about singleness. Everything that I say about singleness is completely transferable to whatever kind of relationship you're in. Whether you're in a dating relationship, friendship, whether you're in marriage, whatever relationship, all transferable skills. Okay? Great. Let me jot down. um, Oh, I want to say this. Okay. I want to kibosh one more idea, okay? And this is never really articulated. Oh, isn't that fun? I saw that a couple weeks ago, and I was like, I have to save that for this evening. I think that's so funny. Anyways, um, okay. I want to kibosh this idea that once we get married, then the the good life begins. It is false. You're right. Now, I want you to tell yourself that when you feel that the next time. Okay? Tell yourself. That's false. Um, Okay, so we're going to move on with that. When we are invited to the fullness of God, to the salvation of God, being filled by the Holy Spirit, when we are invited to live in the fullness of God, that is the fullness of God. That's the fullness of God. That fullness of God is not determinant upon our relationship status with any other person on this world. The fullness of God is determinant on the relationship that we have with our Lord Jesus Christ, period. We're full. We have a full life, and we are invited to live that full life in different ways with lots of different people. Okay, so if we're going to live in that fullness, we have to protect that fullness. I have four ideas, and I got to be honest with you, they're not even my ideas. So I'm just going to share Pete Scazzaro's ideas. Yeah, Pete. Okay, number one, devote yourself to excellent self-care. Ooh. Okay. We need to build in our lives a strong rhythm and boundaries for proper self-care. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16, it says, watch your life and your doctrine closely. Persevere in them because if you do, you will save both yourselves and your hearers. When I'm talking about self, uh, self-care, what I'm not talking about is a good night with Netflix and a face mask. That's not what I'm talking about. When I'm talking about self-care, what I'm talking about is Ephesians chapter 5, verses 3. Let me read it for you. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sin has no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, coarse jokes, these are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of, the, and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Don't be fooled by those things, by those who try to excuse these sins. For the anger of God will fall upon all those who disobey him. 
Don't, per- don't participate in the things these people do for once you are full of darkness. But now you have the light from the Lord. So live as people of light. So this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. That, my friends, is good self-care. You are caring for yourself. You are caring for your mind, body, soul, spirit. When we follow this, so how do we do this, okay? How do we live this out, this type of self-care? I want us to ask ourselves these four things. Number one, is what I'm doing helping me live as a person of light who is living a life of love? Is what I'm watching helping me live as a person of light who is living a life of love? Is what I'm thinking about helping me live as a person of light who is living a life of love? Is what I'm talking about helping me live as a life, living a life who is living a life of love? We need to be asking ourselves these questions and then we need to be responding honestly to the answer and then we need to get ourselves to a place where we can say yes. And if the answer is not yes, okay, prayer put some really good spiritual practices in. And we'll talk about maybe the implications of that. But we want to get ourselves to yes every single time. And that, my friends, is good self-care. Secondly, invest in the community at least one or two companions. I want to show you a picture. Ooh, it's coming. There's many pictures. There it is. That's my community. That's my community. Okay? So, you know how sometimes pastors come up and they're like, let me show you a picture of my family. Well, I have a family, uh, but that's my community. Every single person on that screen knows my successes and my joys, and they know when I am sad. That's my community. I commit to them. I commit to having them be a part of my life. I make an effort. I text them. I call them. I have coffee with them. We laugh really loudly in restaurants. I have one of my friends here, two of my many friends here, who are here tonight for me because they know that I'm sad today. And they wanted to be there for me today. Invest in community. My friends, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, your wife cannot be the sole person to be there for you. You have to have a community. You have to. So we have to, we're invited to, to invest in deep and authentic relationship. And we do so as a result of being filled by the Holy Spirit. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 5, 12 to 21. So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools. Live like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine because it will ruin your life. Let's add a little bit of thought here. Don't be self-indulgent or look to other means for gratification. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourself and make music to the Lord with your hearts and give thanks for everything to God the Father and in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And furthermore, submit to one another out of reverence to Christ. Invest in the community. Be thoughtful and wise, not seeking gratification just for ourselves. And that is the outflow of the Holy Spirit. Deep authentic relationship doesn't happen overnight. Doesn't happen overnight, but it is worth the effort every single time. Get a page where you can have the people that will be there for you in the joys and in the sorrows. Third, remain open to meeting somebody. Gosh, if you want to meet somebody, then get where people are. Okay, so the desire to actually have a husband or a wife Great plan. Good idea. Great. Great. Sometimes, I don't know why we do this. At Bible college, we get weird about it. And somehow we're like, oh, no, I don't actually want to get married. You do, too. You do, too. 
You know where is a really, really great place to find somebody who loves the Lord and has a calling on their life? Here. Bible college. Okay, I have a confession. When I was a student here, I was one of those, no, I don't want to be. And, and I was lying to myself because I did want to get married. I do want to get married. That'd be awesome. Um, but let me tell you, my life is awesome right now. So um, here's the thing. I thought that I, I, because I wanted to be independent, I was proud. And I didn't actually, and I missed, I missed out actually on the beauty that comes with submission to others. You, I missed out on the beauty of uh, interdependence. And I didn't learn that for a really, really long time. So can I encourage you? Be honest with yourself. If you want to meet somebody, like Olivia got it right. She just went to the ACK building. There she found Clay. Go. Go to the ACK building. Even if people don't even go live on campus, you can still start dating them. So go to the ACK building. Go to chapel. Go to your class gatherings. Go to program gatherings. If you like somebody, get near them, okay? Let me tell you this. I want to kibosh one other thought before I move on to my very final thought. Okay. So when I say go where people are if you want to meet somebody, do not hear. Re-engage your Bumble, like, subscription. Okay, so that's not the plan. If we want to engage in authentic, deep relationship, if we want to be, if we want to actually engage in relationship, we're going to have to be vulnerable. Bumble has nothing to do with vulnerability. It has everything to do with self-indulgence. Don't go there. Don't go there. Get in relationship. Be near people who are filled with the Holy Spirit. That's good. That's good company every time. Okay. Oh, this is another one that I just want to say. Um, okay, you have people in your life, pastors, mentors, who know you really, really well. Here, here's a gem. Ask them to keep their eye out for someone for you. Shocker. Okay, I'm going to support this with a little bit of scripture here. Proverbs 15.22 says, Without consultation, plans are frustrated. But with many counselors, they are successful. You will have greater success meeting somebody if you ask someone to help you. Okay, last one. Single, singles, married too, but I want to speak a bit more to singles right now. God intends for your singleness to serve as a picture and as a sign of the broad, wide, and deep love that God has for humanity. Okay, so often when we talk about relationships, it's often said that marriage is the perfect picture of Christ and his bride. It is a beautiful picture. However, it's not the only picture. So those who are not married right now, you are in fact an equal picture to those who are married of the love of Christ. Because as you devote yourself, as you are committed to walk with the Lord, to give, to offer our bodies, to offer our minds, to offer our emotions and our commitments to God only, we are a representation that God is so sufficient for every single need that he loves us fully and completely. We are a sign. We are a prophetic sign to the world. That love comes from a place of sacrifice. And the most beautiful picture of that love of sacrifice is our Lord Jesus Christ. So, married people, you are a sign. Lead out of your marriage and be a, a prophetic sign of God's love. Single people, you are a sign of the, of the, of the love of God in our world. So let's live in the fullness of our lives as we are single and as we are married. I'm going to close. Well, actually, I'm just going to move, and we're going to ask, ask some questions. <laughs> okay, so what we're going to do is often Gavin and I have 
these conversations in our office. And so we are having an office experience tonight. Um, And so we're going to just sit from our office chairs where we have some mentoring time. Super fun, right? I've got the mic here, Gav. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, stagehands. That's wonderful. Thank you. Thank. Ooh, so sorry. That's great. Thank you so much, guys. Let's just get comfortable here. Oh, yeah. Welcome to Kim and Gav's office. Kim and Gav in the morning. <laughs> Let's go. Anybody community fans out there? Woohoo! I meant the TV show, not like, like we're all in community. And we're the healthy community. Is Osap around? No, he uh, does ministry on Wednesday nights. He doesn't like healthy. No, he does. He's been doing ministry for like Wednesday nights for like three some, years, Kim. But sometimes he comes. I've talked to him on Wednesday night. Okay. Okay, so this is how it's going to go. We're going to uh, have a dialogue here, and we're going to invite you into our dialogue Mm -hmm. here. Uh, And much of our dialogue is going to come from questions that you have asked uh, over the last week. And so on our Stuco account, uh, we put up the the story that you could direct message a question in, and a few of you did. So I want to say thank you. For those who did take the time uh, to send in some questions, thank you for doing so. Uh, We will give more opportunity for you to do so. Uh, Even if you would like to this evening, you can. Um, Through the, don't do it through the Instagram thing right now, because it'll be too difficult for me to get those questions. Easiest would be um, the phone number that I also put up on the Instagram there. You can text to that phone number. Uh, If you need a refresher and would like it, I can tell you it. It's pretty simple. It's mine. I got it memorized, so I'll be pretty good at it. That was a bit so. of a weird flex. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, great word, Kim. I- I'm so appreciative of your perspective in relationships. I'm so appreciative uh, in how you hold yourself as, um, as a child of the Lord, as a woman, as a leader, uh, as someone who is single in this season of their life. You hold yourself with great dignity. And, and I... I want to echo as much as I possibly can. We need to understand, because we say this. We talk about the reality of, like, we understand that marriage isn't the completion of, of like, us as, as people, as men and women. We say that, but we don't live according to that. Uh, and so I want to echo, too, as someone who is a child of the Lord, who is in leadership and in ministry, just like yourself. And, yes, married, so from that perspective, can I tell you that your value as a human being, as a child of the Lord, makes no difference depending upon your status of single or married? Yeah. And I, I cannot stress that enough that, yes, we, we say it and we teach it, but can I encourage you to seek the Lord yeah. to find the conviction in that, yeah. that your value is no different yeah. depending before you say the words I do or after? Yeah. Okay? Yeah. It doesn't seem like you're convinced yeah. of that. <laughs> okay. So uh, some questions came in. Yep. Some wonderful questions. Uh, and so we're going to go straight off ones that were specifically geared towards you. Okay. Some were generic questions that could be answered for both of us, and some will answer tonight and next week, and some we're going to save for next week, mm-hmm. but these were specifically for you, okay. Pastor Kim. Ooh. Can you, the top two things you love to see in a Christian male, things that you would think, or things you think would be healthy in a relationship? What are the top okay. two things that you can think of to so find I, I suppose in a this Christian could male? go different ways. Like, if I was looking for somebody, what am I looking for? Or if somebody was ta- asking me about their relationship, no, I guess the answer would no, be no, both the same. Yes, it's, but it's yours. Oh, like, two things well. You number love one, to see. Number one, that he loves Jesus so much with yeah. his heart. Absolutely. Um, and that out of the outflow of that, he lives his entire life with foreign, um, with people and has compassion for people out of the outflow of his love for Jesus. Secondly, um, I was thinking about this. Um, you know, I think if he loves Jesus, like I'm, (laughs) and I'm, I'm going to put a whole lot into that. 
Um, and I want to say that he has to be darn funny. <laughs> yeah. Or at least think you're funny. Or at least think I'm funny. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody in the relationship needs to be laughing. And I hope it is me. <laughs> you hope he's funny so you can laugh. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Okay, another specific one that was yeah. geared towards you. Um, now, this is things that you're looking for, but also, too, what is your biggest reminder to yourself and to others of being single and being okay with that? Yeah. Great question. Thanks for asking that. Um, you know, like that picture that I showed you? My family, who I didn't show you, but I talk about at nauseum, they are the reminder. Like, and like... First off, my relationship with Jesus anchors me completely. I know, I know who I am in Jesus. I know it. Um, and I'm grateful for who God made me to be. And I'm grateful for my life. It is the people that I have in my life that remind me of who God made me to be. And I'm grateful for that. And that is, that's period. Can I, can I do a follow-up to that yeah. one? As um, at the age that you're at now yep. and the confidence that you can share that and the assurance yep. that you have that now, can you think back to when yeah. we were in college? Sure, here? yeah. And how could you answer that question then? In, in that season? Yeah, yeah. great question. Uh, you know, the answer would be different, different days. And to be honest, the answer may be different, different things on different days for me now. Um, but... You, I believe that you all know there are days that you feel so lonely or there are days where you want to have somebody to do life with, where you'd really like somebody to go to Ikea with and like dream about a living room, right? Like there are those days and I would have those, those days were, were, were big days when I was uh, a student um, and I, however, as I was a student, um, here, I was pretty sure that I wasn't going to get married right away. I was pretty sure about that. And so, um, and because God had been so faithful in my life, and I knew that he was so good at providing for all of my needs, like I had just seen that in my life prior to being a student here, and then he, he carried me through. Oh gosh, did he carry me through when I was a student? And so then, like, I just sort of connected the dots and figured if he's taking care of my every single need, he will take care of that need too. Um, and uh, like, that was, that was a real thought for me when I was a student. And it's a real thought for me today too. Yeah. Wonderful. And, and can I say from a pastoral perspective, like often we need to take those promises in God's word and speak them over our lives. Yeah. We need to know them, read them, memorize them, write them down and speak them over our lives because yeah. there are days that it's sometimes it's easy to doubt those promises. So we need yeah. to speak them over our lives. Yeah. Okay, one specific question here. Is it okay to be with someone who is a Christian, a man of God, but not called into full-time ministry? Why okay. or why not? So what, the, re, the way that I read that question or hear that question um, is that, um, that this is so that this woman feels that they are called to full-time ministry mm -hmm. and is wondering, is it okay to be, uh, to be married to somebody who, is, who does not have the same type of calling that they have, which is vocational ministry? Absolutely, Yes. Absolutely, yes. Um, we all, we are all called to ministry. All called to ministry. Whether someone does that vocationally or not vocationally means they get paid or not. <laughs> you know, there are a few other things there to it as well. But that doesn't matter. Like, and I think where this is coming from and uh, if I can go a little bit deeper in this and maybe make a bit of a mess of things. But I think where this comes from is um, out of some of, like out of Ephesians 5, talk, and the, the concept of headship. I think where that's, that's where this is coming from. Maybe it's not. I've created a mess. Um, but 
I think that's where this is coming from. I think that's the deeper root. Um, if scripture says that the husband, husband is supposed to be the, the head of the wife, then would it be okay if spiritually speaking, the wife is doing vocational ministry and the husband is not doing vocational ministry? Yes, that's okay. Because ministry and the relationship with each other in marriage are different. That, that text that talks about how a husband is head, which we'll probably go into further, is not about, uh, it's, that has nothing to do with um, actually ministry role. That it's, it's about husband and wife, that relationship, that has nothing to do with ministry role. So the answer is yes. Wonderful. Kim, you had talked about um, the community aspect um, in your life, yeah. and you talked about the community aspect of relationships mm -hmm. in all aspects, whether family, dating, engaged, married, this community concept mm -hmm. uh, in your um, chat. Should you just listen? This is the question. Should you just listen to what everyone else says when it comes uh, to when you should propose or start dating? Oh, okay. So you got all these wonderful people in your lives. You've, you've built your community. Should you just listen to them? Let's say, option A, you're in a dating relationship and you're going to, you, you're thinking about getting married. Should you just listen to everybody? They'll tell you when to get engaged. Or you should, they should listen to you. Or you should listen to them when you should just go dating. Okay. Great. I, great question. Number one, good counsel is good counsel. Good counsel can help you. You are also an <laughs> given a wonderful brain with great wisdom. And when the Holy Spirit is within you, he gives you wonderful wisdom. And you know who's in that marriage relationship? You and that other person. And while your friends will be actively involved in that relationship, you and that other person are in that relationship. And you better be darn ready. Not your friends ready, but you better be ready. And if you're not, then... Don't. If you are, pitter-patter. <laughs> Let's get at her. Let's get at her. Hey. And then dating. Um, gosh. Uh, it's usually, <laughs> the, the reality is, it's usually not our friends that are ready for us today and we're not ready yeah, today. Yeah, true. Really, it's usually our friends who are like, you need to slow it down. Down. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that resonated. That resonated with somebody. They're like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Did it resonate because yeah, I shouldn't ask that question. Never mind. <laughs> okay, how do you manage being intentional? Uh, sorry, let me say that again. How do you manage being intentional about the present while also being excited for marriage? Great question. That's a great question. How are you managing intentional? Okay. Like, this is a great, great question. Um, and we get ahead of ourselves so often. Am I right? Like, we, oh gosh, we get ahead of ourselves. And we feel like we create for ourselves incredible stories. And we get really excited about things that have, we've played out in our minds that haven't had any is not touched to any point of reality whatsoever. Uh, so one, like stay present. Like stay present. Live in the reality of what is. You're dating, date. Live in that reality. Enjoy, the, enjoy that reality. Oh, yeah, that's another good point, Kim. Um, <laughs> You're well, doing great. That's not humble. Gosh. Oh, Lord, work on my heart. Um, but I think as a whole, we don't do well with being present. We don't do well in, in enjoying the beauty and the fullness of where we are in the moment. We're always so excited for what's ahead. We miss out on the joy of what's going on presently. And so um, I think our community can really help us out with that when we're trying to be intentional. Um, you know, like I would, um, if you're just dating, I wouldn't talk about being married. <laughs> I wouldn't talk about, if I was dating, I wouldn't be talking about how our living room is going to look. If I'm dating, I'm not going to be talking about what our kids might be like. If we're dating, like that's, 
like live in the live in the moment of your relationship that will help you in setting those emotional boundaries um yeah and then as things as things continue on and we're thinking oh this is getting more serious i think i might want to do this longer do you want to do this longer yeah let's do this longer and we talk about like where you're at presently in that moment. Do you want to do this longer for the rest of our lives? Yes, I do want to do this longer for the rest of our lives. Let's talk about our living room, right? Like if that's an appropriate thing that we could have at that, at that time, you know? Yeah, I often share with uh, young dating couples who um, move too quickly on the emotional side yeah. of their conversation. We, we can often get into the discussion of like, well, we got to make sure we don't go too far physically. But we often go way too far yeah. emotionally, yeah. way too early yeah. in a dating relationship. And that would include this conversation. Yeah. Uh, and so I think it's important to talk about the value of mm -hmm. marriage or if there's the value or desire of having kids. Mm -hmm. uh, but being specific about that we are going to get married or this is how many kids we are going to have when you're in a dating relationship is, is scary territory. Mm -hmm. And so it's important to talk the value of it, but when you personalize it, you are going too far emotionally uh, in a relationship that I, I believe is to be held uh, for a covenant relationship mm -hmm. when we get to the personal specifics. Okay, so when is an appropriate time to get engaged? Mm, April. Well, that's a really good time to get. It's a good time like of year. This, you got a good sunset. Yeah. You got a little bit more daylight. It's you like warmer, wear, but yeah. you still want to wear like a hoodie. Yeah. No, Borrow your a light, boyfriend's hoodie. A light hoodie. jacket, maybe. Yeah. 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 Monday's coming up. Like, yes. Right? Or, yeah, Valentine's Day yeah. is a great yeah. time. <laughs> the day itself has given you the all, it's set the mood already. That's good. <laughs> uh, here's one that just came in th that I really appreciated. Uh, what is your guys' perspective on a dead? Oh, I get to be included in this. Ooh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> What is your guys' perspective on a dedicated amount of time for a season of singleness? Example, someone says they, they will not date for the year. Yeah. Why don't you go first? Because I've been talking lots. Yeah, sure. Or do you not want to? Oh, no. Okay. I'm, I'm more than okay talking about it. So I, I'm actually um, not necessarily for that concept, but I'm not against it either. Like, I, I do in... like. Here's why I say I'm not for it. I'll, I'll do that first. I'm not for it because, like, two things. When we do set those kind of standards for ourselves, we often just break them. Mm -hmm. And so, like, to me, I have a, a, a harder issue with the character side of it, that you're willing to set yourself standards for yourself and then break them constantly. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm not for it. Um, but if there is that true conviction and you would like to say, I just would like this year... Um, for me not to focus on relationships, okay. But I want to encourage you to stick to what you've committed yourself yeah. to. Because that's a character issue, not a relationship issue. Mm -hmm. uh, and so stick to the character issue of it. And the other thing is, you just never know who's going to come across your path. Um, and often, you know, I'll use a guy's example. Oh, I don't want to date. I don't want to think about girls because girls distract me and my mind goes like sideways and blah, blah, blah. Well, what if it's a person who isn't a distraction, but they're actually a delight? And they're, they're godly in, mm -hmm. in their stature mm -hmm. and in their communication. And so it's actually not a distraction, but it's such an enjoyment and a mm -hmm. delight yeah. to spend time with them um, that I wouldn't want you to miss that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Great. Thoughts? Yeah, I'd agree. Like, it usually is coming from, uh, well, if I could go deeper then my question would be, what are you going to work on in this season? Yeah, that's good. Right? Like, if you're choosing to do a season, which often I would agree with Gavin, that often in those seasons we tend not to actually keep that commitment to ourselves. So uh, there's that. But then, like, what is the plan? If you're going to um, – now, I have had people who have said, Kim, I'm, I really want to spend some time – exploring singleness. Can you tell me a little bit about what your journey has been? Do you have anything that I can read? 
oh gosh, that made my, it, like, mm-hmm. my heart leapt. It was so beautiful mm-hmm. because there was then a purpose. If you're saying, I'm just going to take a year and be single and then do everything normal, you'll have no success. So if you're going to make it very purposeful and bring people in with you on that journey and actually identify why on earth are you wanting to do this? Mm-hmm. Not timestamp it. Just make your purpose yeah. the focus. I like that. Okay, here's a, um, a funny worded question. Okay. Okay, funny worded question that I had to laugh at a little bit. No offense to the person who wrote it, but we're going to disagree with you on this. <laughs> How do you know when your partner is becoming your comfort? So, if this is a question, this is my, this is my wonder. Who's asking this question? Is this person a married person? Then I can answer this question like this. However, if this is not a married person, they don't have a partner. Yeah. If I can circle back to what I had mentioned about how, like, we are single. We are single, making a covenant that I will give my, full, my fullness in reception to God's fullness. And so if you're in a dating relationship and your person is becoming a comfort, I would say, well, that's becoming a codependent relationship. Um, So then I would suggest engaging your community if you're like on the people side of things. And then I would suggest, um, I would ask you, how's your prayer time? How's your time in the word of God? Um, Because though, honestly, when we spend time, when we spend time with Jesus, it's incre- it's incredible. Like this is truly like the this is it. Like when we spend time with Jesus, then we t- then and when we actually rely on him, then we tend not to overly rely on other people inappropriately. So so how's our prayer time? How's our Bible time? How's our relationships? Are we thinking? Are we talking? Are we doing the things that we should be doing? Um those are the things that I would ask that question. I don't know if I answered that. Those, may, those are some That's great. Thoughts. I, I do want to say, I agree. We, can't, we should not. It's dangerous territory to use the language partner for a person that you are dating or even that you're engaged with. They're not yet your partner. You have not made that oath covenant before the Lord. Um, so I want to be careful with that. Now, if, if it is the honest question of the person that you are dating, when do you know that, like, you should get engaged to be married? Mm-hmm. But that's an honest question, yeah. and I can appreciate that question. Uh, and so I, I would echo the, the community that you're involved with. Like, I, I would hope, you know, if you have a godly family that you can look to for advice, that would be a, a great starting spot. Um, pastors, mentors, mm-hmm. spiritual leaders in your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, friendship. Friendship is important. Uh, peer friendship, peer mentoring is important. You guys value peer mentorship mm-hmm. at a very high level, mm-hmm. uh, almost to your detriment, I think, um, where, where I don't want you to ignore it, uh, but to not miss out on those, I don't love the word, but that authoritative like leadership, the authority in your life, in a positive sense, those who care for you, mm-hmm. um, to seek that counsel out is a, is a real, real positive, okay? Um, okay, here's one. What do you do if you don't have enough time for quality time in your relationship? Yeah. Well, if you like the person enough, you give something up. If you don't like the person enough, you give the person up. Like, not, not like wipe your hands with them, right? You don't, like, get rid of them and ditch them forever. But perhaps this is not the relationship for you. Or them, because that would be terrible for them. <laughs> yes, that's true. Oh. Yes, that's true. Help the person out and just say, no, thank you. It's, it's, it's true. That's great. Uh, here's, here's one that breaks our heart. Mm. We see this every year. We see this with students every single year, and we encourage students all the time not to do this. 
<laughs> and there's been times where people have experienced this from the friendship side, and then they get into it, and they do the exact same thing that they've experienced. So what do you do when my friend disappears when they get a girlfriend? Yeah, that's a great question. And we, we ooh, because we, we feel it. We, we do feel it because, um, because they're wonderful friends, and we mm-hmm. love them. Mm-hmm. And... And we have this point of tension because we love them and yeah, we're happy for them. They found somebody and, and hopefully that person is awesome. Um, and I'm sure that they are. And so you're happy for them because they found somebody that they're dating right now and that's really, really great. But they are your friend. You've chose them as your friend. And so now you're missing out on that meaningful time that you spent, that you have com- that you committed time together um, previously. And so like it is it is an honest it is an honest conversation like well first i think like be praying be praying for your friends relationships that is one thing that as friends oh like what a gift that we can give to our friends to pray for their relationships oh what a gift that's a gift that's a gift then as we're praying for our friends and, but we are noticing the relational drift that happens. Um, a, a, good old, a good old solid, honest conversation that says, I kind of I miss you. Can we, can we hang out next Tuesday at 4 p.m.? Right? Like, you know, as we get older and as we get relationships, there is something that happens. And we do lose out on some spontaneity in our friendships. Right? Like you guys know what I'm talking about, how there, there is something that we, when we live on campus or when we're young adults and we're just carefree, we have this spontaneity of like, oh, we're all together, let's go to Dawn's. Right? Like there's that spontaneity that's really great and it builds the relationship and that's so fun. But as we get older and as we mature and as more things come into our lives, some spontaneity falls falls aside because we get busy, there are more people in our lives. And so honest to goodness saying, can I get, like, do you want to go out for coffee on Friday at seven? Wouldn't that be great? Yes, wonderful. Look at us putting our friendship as something that we prioritize. Like it, it sounds so simple. I know it feels not that simple, but it is literally that simple. You, you do, you need to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's difficult to talk about. Yeah. I understand. I don't want to just like slide no, yeah. it in. Yeah, you just talk to them. Like it's difficult and I get that. But I believe if the friendship is valuable enough yeah. to you, it's worth that difficult conversation yeah. to have. Yeah. Okay, here's a, here's a fun one. Kim, for you, biggest red flags. <sighs> Um, if they make fun of people. Mm. Like, not in a, because you and I will make fun of people. Razzing is like different. Like, razzing. Yeah. Like, like, I love you so much that I'm going to poke fun at you. I'm not talking about that. Like, when they're, when they actually are mean to other people, um, that's a red flag. Yeah. Rudeness is a red flag. Yes. Okay, here's a time-sensitive one. Okay. How do you respond to someone asking you what your Valentine's Day plans are when you'd prefer to just spend it alone? Oh, I'm going to spend it alone. That's what I would do. Monday's coming. Yeah. I would say, you know what? I'm so excited. I'm spending it alone. <laughs> that, that's like, I, I, know, I know that sounds so simple. Like that would literally. You're a straight be, shooter. I'm, yeah. And, and I... I like my company. So I am like, because I will spend Valentine's Day alone and I'm going to love it because I enjoy every day. <laughs> and, and I'm going to call my family. And so for those of you who are like, it's Valentine's Day alone, call your family, love them. Text your friends, call your friends, call every person that you know, love on them with Deep, deep love. So good. Sorry. So that's- good. 
If you're, I'll do a little plug for Don over here, my good friend Don. He, uh, <gasps> if you're living in the Holdcroft right now uh, on Monday night, he's gonna have a sweet board game hangout. Oh, that's so, so anybody great. who wants to go play board games, that's such a great idea. So good. Um, okay, let's go for two more questions here, mm -hmm. and then what we'll do is we'll um, pause it, and then we'll pick it up again ne Wednesday next week. Again. I'll put up on the stories on our Stuco mm -hmm. uh, account. You can also, I'll put up the number again that you guys can text uh, and continue to ask questions. Yep. Um, what was the next one I wanted to do? How about this? Kay. Can we talk about um, boundaries yep. in close guy-girl friendships? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Have them. Yes. Yeah. You <laughs> Such a straight shooter. Yes. Yeah. Boundaries. It's good. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, number one, like, don't touch each other. Um, like, <laughs> you could give each other a hug, but that's that's probably good. Maybe a fist bump here or there, you know. But seriously, like. Don't touch each other. Um, <laughs> but I know, that's not, I know that's not the question. The question is about emotional boundaries, right? The question. So um, first off, you know, like um, consider what your, consider your, your non-negotiables. Like consider in friendship, like before you have that, that guy-girl friendship, like before you get to that relationship where you're like, oh, have I gone too far yet? Like, and maybe you're there already, but um, in a perfect world, ask yourself, what would I, what should I not tell or what I wouldn't I feel comfortable with my guy friend knowing? Like get, get ahead of the situation. Know yourself. Know Know yourself. You're going to spend the rest of your life with you. So know yourself. What are you, what do you feel comfortable talking about? And then when you're sharing your values and your hopes and dreams for your life and all of that, while you're staring at the stars with your good friend, who's a guy or a girl, um, first off, just don't do that. Um, that's a boundary. Like, know your limit and stick within it. Like, it, wor it works more than just the lottery. And so, um, now I know you're looking for specifics, but seriously, your specifics may be a little bit different than my specifics. But when, when you are veering towards the, I don't feel super comfortable with the relationship that we have and this information about myself, I think that this is maybe too far. Then you say, you know what? I don't want to share that with you right now. I don't want to share that with you, period. You do not have to explain. You are engaging your boundaries. If they're a good friend, they will say, okay, and then you will continue to talk about something else, okay? So know your boundary, engage your boundary, and your friend, who is your friend, will respect your boundary. So it's not a specific, sorry. Do you have any specifics or any? I, I wanna ask. Yeah. I, I agree. What if that friend doesn't respect your boundary? Hmm. Okay, so then. This is a bit of a leading question, by the yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, great, great question. If they don't respect that boundary or, or they're like, oh, come on, like, we're good friends. Um, that's when you say, no, I don't feel comfortable sharing that part of my life with you. Please don't ask me to share that again. Then if they continue, then it's a matter of saying, I don't know if this is the friendship for me because I feel like you're not respecting my boundaries. Then they may say, oh, I'm so sorry. I was just, I'm so sorry that I didn't respect your boundaries. 
I will try better, right? You, you give the opportunity for forgiveness, you give the opportunity of grace, and you stick with your guns. This is my line. I'm not going to share this information with you. I'm not going to share this part of my emotions with you because it is not valuable for you or for me. It does not help me to devote myself in my commitment to the Lord through celibacy. So I'm not going to do that because it puts my emotion at risk and puts my heart at risk right? Like you can lay that all down there and they're probably going to be like, oh my goodness, because we all love Jesus and we want to live for Jesus more. And so likely, if we're talking about people in this room, it's likely that your friend is going to be like, oh yeah, I want to do that too. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And you can carry on. If that's not the case, then I would, I would rethink about how you do friendship with that person. Mm -hmm. Can I share a story? Yeah. It's real quick. So my, my freshman year, uh, we had our Christmas banquet, and we used to do these Christmas banquets. Did we do one this last year? Yeah, we did one in the in the Holcroft. Okay, so uh, the gymnasium when we were students my first year was uh, CLCC Church down at the bottom of the hill. And uh, it landed where there was a group of friends, and a couple of people were dating in this group of friends, and there was a bunch of singles. And we all sat at the same table together. And uh, I sat by a female friend, and a good friend met that but September, so as good as a friend could be in the four-month time that you're here at Summit, which can feel like a year length in like actual depth of friendship, but you all get what I mean. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was good friends with uh, another female who was dating a guy. And so at our table, it turned into this conversation of the four of us. Mm-hmm. But we had established a level of like friend-only boundary or what I had thought. And um, they wanted to go for ice cream afterwards, the four of us. And I... It was, it was a, a break of my boundary. Yeah. And I don't know if she was, like, necessarily interested in me. Doesn't happen a lot in my life when I was <laughs> at school here, right? <laughs> and high school. So, I don't know. Anyways, it was a boundary of mine that I did not feel comfortable with. Mm-hmm. And so, I, I had to say no in a real awkward moment when everybody's dressed up. We were in the lobby of the Holdcroft, and they're going out. And I'm like, I can't do it. And uh, our friendship deteriorated mm-hmm. after that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, well, it is sad. Mm-hmm. Um, yet I felt very affirmed in the decision that I made. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so can I encourage you uh, not to break friendships, but to live by your conviction. Mm-hmm. That when you set a boundary, uh, I pray that your friends would respect those boundaries. Mm-hmm. That you would share those boundaries. Uh, and if they choose not to, I do think you need to reevaluate. Mm-hmm. Hopefully have a conversation and forgiveness can mm-hmm. take place. Um, but please make sure you stick true to your convictions. Yeah. You know what? We're already at quarter to nine. Okay. I think we're going to land it there. That's great. Uh, and so what we're going to do is conclude the evening. Uh, Kim, would you mind praying? Yeah, I'd love that. I would love that. Uh, and then we'll pick this conversation up again next week. Uh, so again, I'll put it up on our Stuco page where you can send in questions and the number that you can text questions into. And we'll continue this conversation uh, next week as well. Kim, would okay. you please pray? Yeah, can I say something first? Please, okay. yes. Um, something that was on my heart before this evening. Uh, you know, like we joke, and I can be a bit straight shootery. Um, but I hope that you hear our heart for you. Um, that we love you dearly. Oh, thanks. <laughs> we do love you dearly, and we want you to have all the great success and all the incredible, you want, we want you to experience the absolute fullness that God has for you. And so we're grateful for this opportunity to talk about these things. And yeah, I get, you know, snappy um, or like whatever, jazzed or whatever. Anyways, but my heart is for you. Our heart is for you and we love you and we want to see you do your friendships well. We want you to, we want to see you do your roommateship well. We want you to, we want to see you do your dating relationships well, your marriages well, your mentoring relationships well, all the relationships that you are in. We want to see you experiencing the fullness of God in those relationships and that's our heart for you. So as we continue to have these conversations, like for next week, but we will, I'm sure we'll have them throughout the week and carry on, I hope, throughout the semester. 
as we continue to journey on what it means to do relationships well for Jesus, to live our lives of love in the fullness of God, let's be um, compassionate towards each other, gracious with each other, and giving each other the sense of, of um, well, I guess, grace that we're all trying to figure it out, right? We are all trying to figure it out, and we want to be really, really wonderful um, imitators of Jesus, who love people well in every aspect of our lives. Can I pray for you? Well, Lord, oh gosh, we love you so much. We thank you so much for the love that you have for us. Oh, thank you so much that you do. Um, you go over and above. You, can't, you are running after us with your love. You are extending your love to us so graciously, so mercifully, so generously that we are living in such fullness and abundance of your love. I thank you so much that as, um, as brothers and sisters in Christ, as friends, um, Lord, I thank you that you empower us by your Holy Spirit to relate well with each other, to, to be great imitators of Jesus with each other. And that's hard, which is why we need your Holy Spirit. And so, Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would um, empower us to do, to do relationships well. God, I pray for um, times when we need to forgive. Help us to forgive. God, help us to know where our boundaries are and help us to live in that. Help us to at, uh, acknowledge what it means for us to honor you with the totality of our being, to honor you with our minds, with our bodies, with our relationships, with our emotions, with our spirit. Help us to honor you with the fullness of who we are. And God, I pray a blessing over the relationships that are represented in this room, the friendships, the dating relationships, the almost dating relationships, the almost engagements, the marriages, the engagements. I pray over them and I pray blessing over them. Lord, I pray for those who are single, and want to be. God, I pray for those who are single and don't want to be. God, I pray for each one here, and I pray that there would be a, your incredible blessing upon their lives, that they would know the love of God, that they would know how wide and how deep and how long, how immeasurable is the love of God for each one of them. So thank you, Lord, for your blessings, for your love, for your grace and your compassion. We are incredibly grateful children. Amen. Amen. Well, bless you guys. Have a wonderful night. Uh, go get a Big Mac. Go to Don's. <laughs>